0: Welcome to Modern Day Missionaries, a podcast by Modern Day Missions created for missionaries by missionaries where we talk about topics that affect our actual life on the mission field. This is a space where we get practical and personal and talk about the day-to-day real challenges and joys of this crazy life has called us into. I'm your host, fellow missionary, Stephanie Gutierrez. Would you like to learn how to take the stress out of fundraising? Today, Rob Parker from The Fully Funded Missionary shows us how a mindset switch makes all the difference. Welcome to the Modern Day Missionaries podcast. We are thrilled to have Rob Parker with us today on the episode. Rob has trained hundreds of missionaries over the last decade to raise the funding they need to accomplish their passions and ministry goals. And what I love about you, Rob, is you've trained people from all over the world, from different ethnicities, demographics, backgrounds. And Mm -hmm. I believe you said you've done trainings on over three different continents, which is is huge. So what you're going to be sharing today really works with all kinds of people. And as a result of the training that Rob has done, individuals have raised over $70 million for projects and nonprofit salaries. So the proof is in the pudding. This is working. And I know really in talking to missionaries, This is a huge thing. Fundraising, support raising, partnership, all of that, Mm -hmm. because we need to have finances to be able to do what we do. And I love the materials that you've put together. I picked up a copy of his book, The Fully Funded Missionary. It is excellent. Mine is filled with markings and underlinings, (laughs) and your online training is also excellent. Um, So Rob, we would love to pick your brain today and talk a little bit about fundraising and support raising. And I think yeah. what I appreciate about you, Rob, is that you yourself have raised your own funding. So you're talking from yeah. personal experience. Isn't that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's been 16 years now. And, um, Wow. you know, when we jumped in, it's what we did. Um, and I didn't know it at the time, but the Lord was already giving a lot of revelation and understanding that, you know, later became part of the model.
0: You know, I'm excited for everybody who's listening today because the idea, as we talk through this, is that people walk away with tangible ideas of how to put this into practice, mm-hmm. that they can challenge their way of thinking, and that things really change from this point on. Fundraising is a really stressful topic for missionaries. I think i remember I remember being a kid, and one of my greatest fears was having to sell cookies and wreaths door to door or get pledges for the jump ropeathon. <laughs> I would sweat. It was the worst. And so I felt like when God called us to be missionaries, I just felt like, God, you have really an interesting sense of humor, because this is like my nightmare to have to fundraise. And I know I'm not the only missionary who feels that way. So I've cultivated the skill, but it hasn't come naturally. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. And what I love about your book and your training is you get to the root of this. You talk not only about the practical, but you get to the heart Mm -hmm. And you say 90% of support raising is perspective. I know in our conversations, you mentioned that without first having the right mindset, you'll always struggle to raise the funds that you need.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, And unless our mind makes this shift from I'm asking people for money and makes that shift to I'm a servant in the Great Commission and I'm inviting the body of Christ to join me. If you don't make that shift, then then partner development becomes miserable. Um, you never have confidence. You always feel like you're asking people. When we feel that way, we don't feel like we have permission. We don't know them well enough. We don't have enough relationship. There's all kinds of thoughts that come with it. But yeah, there there has to be a shift in our mind. And until that shift happens and we get more of a biblical Perspective, and we come closer to what Jesus referred to as, you know, every every worker is worthy of his wage. Until we get into that servant mode, trying to obey, then the whole process can be it can be difficult.
0: It really can, and I'd love for you to speak to that because, as we've always said in this podcast, we get very practical. But as you've mentioned, we can't really skip straight ahead to steps. Some some people are saying, "Well, give me step one, two, and three. right? But without getting to the mindset behind that. Step one, two, and three will not work.
1: Right, right. That's exactly right. I, uh, you know, the context that I was in where I learned to do a lot of partnership development training, uh, there wasn't an expectation on the front end that you would raise your support. There was just no plan really at all. And and so when I started conducting training and inviting people, I realized that what was hanging them up was, is this biblical? Is this Right is Mm -hmm. the type of work i'm doing even worthy of support and and who's going to support me i've got the wrong skin color i'm the wrong age uh all of these thoughts were bombarding uh these early trainings and it's like wow um we couldn't even get to communication vision casting letter writing how to do a phone call because you know, mentally and emotionally, everybody I was training was stuck at, I'm not even ready to do the process yet. Mm. And so that's when, you know, we had to adjust our training we found out that the, you know, that the biggest hurdle that everybody was facing was mental and emotional. And, um, it's very real. Uh, fear is a very real thing. Uh, fear of rejection, fear of man, that's all very real, but, what we often fail to realize or remember is that that the root of that fear or the author of that fear is not the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so we're dealing with fear and it can really keep us from advancing, but what's keeping us from advancing isn't the Holy Spirit and isn't the scripture. And so now we're in a conflict and we're in an emotional conflict and it's a spiritual conflict. I, uh, I don't know that I should do this, but I I do. Every time I start the the training, uh, you know, I say, uh, "Hey, if you're looking for FPD or MPD or partnership development training, uh, it's down the hall. This is Deliverance 101," <laughs> and uh, everybody laughs. And I go, "Well, yeah." In about a day, you're not going to be laughing.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah! But I love what you're bringing up right now because you're tapping into the emotions that yeah. missionaries feel. You brought up fear fear of rejection. That is so Mm -hmm. real. I think embarrassment is another one Mm -hmm. you, you, you brought up too that feeling of like, is, is it okay if I ask money is what I'm doing enough? Is it good enough? Maybe they think I'm not working hard enough. What are some of the other emotions or baggage that you see missionaries come in with? Um, you,
1: you know, all of it comes from a place of fear or insecurity, or, um, they, they don't put much confidence in themselves uh, sometimes missionaries think that the work that they're doing isn't worthy of support, that as long as there's people on another continent that have never heard the gospel, that's more worthy or, you know, orphans more worthy, whatever, you know. And so yeah. it's something along that line. Sometimes it's either fear around the issue of money and talking to people, or it's actually an identity issue. Um, wow. Yeah, sometimes. um Sometimes young missionaries don't want to go back to the environments that they came from and talk to people. Some some people um, don't want to go talk to their church. That's a place of woundedness and, mm-hmm. and that type of thing. And so um, there's a little bit, sometimes I see it with young missionaries today, a little bit connected to um, just social, a little bit of social anxiety. Uh, we see that more in our culture today where people aren't as comfortable talking to people or strangers. We've not, uh, you know, developed the phone skills and phone culture that we did in generations past. And so there's a little bit yeah. of fear around that. But but um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's mostly fear and identity.
0: Mm. And I love um, in your book, Rob, you talk about the difference between a cultural mindset and a biblical mindset when it comes to fundraising. And what would be the difference between the two, and how does it make a difference making that switch?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a a great question. Um, Right now, when I say a, a culture around money or a culture around fundraising, every person that we encounter every day has an opinion about money, whether it's biblical or not, whether it's generous or not, whether it's selfish or not. And so there's this whole uh, culture around money that that's developed in our nation and in our circles, who we can ask, how much we can talk about it, what settings it's appropriate. You know, where's the line that I stop at? You know, how personal mm-hmm. do you get? Uh, we can talk very, very personal um, and be and discuss intimate things. But, you know, money is none of your business. And. <laughs> and we're yeah. not talking about that. Okay. That's definitely a mindset. And that div- when I say culture, it, it dictates how we relate to one another and talk and how we behave. But then there's a biblical mindset where money's not quite as personal. Money is a tool that's been entrusted to workers and then workers have a stewardship responsibility to manage that before the Lord. And then, and all of us are servants, so some of us are goers, some of us are senders, but we all have a responsibility to manage gifting, resources, relationship, and so forth. So a a cultural mindset of the world causes fear and anxiety and offense and don't talk to me about money, but a biblical mindset is understanding that we're all pulling in the same direction. We all want to accomplish the Great Commission. We all have various gifts. God's entrusted us with resource and some with money now let's manage it all faithfully unto the lord to advance his purposes in the earth and so two very different cultures two very d- different perspectives mm-hmm. and uh one will put you in bondage the other will liberate you the other uh you know has greatly hindered the great commission the other empowers it and so it's um And and now we've grown up in that, you know, as missionaries, believers, we've grown up in that cultural mindset and that cultural uh, dynamic around money. And we actually have to get our minds renewed to get out of it.
0: Mm, That's so important. And I love just a moment ago, you brought up really that concept of team, of how we're all intended to work together to empower one another. And I think that is so important. I know for me, I struggled with fundraising so much. It wasn't as hard for my husband. He grew up as a missionary kid on the field, and he always had this mentality like, I'm excited to invite people into this because we can go, they can't go, and if we all work together, we can get this thing accomplished, which is really the right mindset. And I learned so much from him cuz he didn't deal with that embarrassment or that awkwardness. He was so excited and when we pull people together it is. It's like, "Hey, we're this we're this team of people and look what we're accomplishing together." Yeah. And you I like how you you call it, you call it partnership. And yeah. there's this quote I love in your book, you say the number one hindrance to successful partnership development lies between our ears. Again, yeah. that mindset. And I would love to hear a little bit about What the difference is between fundraising, which is a term we use so often, and partnership? Yeah, yeah. Which
1: really, your question is a manifestation of what mindset we have. Mm -hmm. In other words, if I'm still in that worldly culture of money, where it's kind of taboo and there's limits and it feels kind of yucky, and I'm kind of invading somebody's space, then the best you can do is raise some money, Uh, put a cause out there. Contact enough people, maybe make the giving really super easy and painless, you know, uh, you know, giving Tuesday or whatever, or you've heard things like, um, uh, uh, you know, the cost of one latte, you can feed a child for a week. It's those kinds of ideas. And we're, we're not confidently approaching our audience. We're not casting vision. We're not inviting them to advance something more grand and spectacular than themselves. And mm-hmm. so if you if you make the mind shift and get that new perspective that's biblical, then what we're doing is a worthy cause. We're advancing the Great Commission. We're preparing the earth for the Lord's return. And now we don't have this sense of shame in it because it's not for me. It's actually... Yeah and and it's not even for the assignment it's actually for the glory of god it's that his name would be famous in all the earth you know and and so it's it's really about engaging with a great commission inviting the body of christ to be part of something epic prepare yeah. the earth for him reach people who haven't heard and those are things that shouldn't cause embarrassment it, the funding's not about me it's not about the car I drive or how big my house is. The the funding is about empowering the worker to do what God's put on his heart to do. And then yeah. when we all do it together, we get far more done. And so, you know, when we fundraise, uh, there's a little bit of an apology built into it. With partnership, there's excitement. Yeah. Um, when there's when there's fundraising, it's like, what can you spare? And with partnership, it is what has God put on your heart? What do you need to do to be faithful? And, and sometimes in fundraising circles and a worldly culture, there can be a little bit of, you know, clinging the money tightly. You need to convince me that you're worthy of this money. And then uh, I'm going to be a little bit heavy handed and tell you what mm-hmm. you can and cannot do with it. As we're in partnership, it's more mutual. It's more equal. It's we're, we're linking arms and we're plowing the field together. And Mm. so there's a a shared responsibility and partnership that you don't have, you know, in a, in a cultural mindset or even fundraising. And I I mean, I want to make that clear that fundraising is actually about raising money. Partner development is about the saints working together to be the family of God in the great commission. Um, I, I sometimes refer to missions as the family business. it's It's what we do. it's it's how we we we're all family. We're all brothers and sisters. God's going to get his house built, but he cares about how we build it together with him. And so partner development is very relational. It's very humble. It's very honoring. It's very much teamwork and equality pulling together. Uh, fundraising is really just about the money. What can you spare? Have we hit our financial goal? Mm.
0: This uh, is so good what you're bringing up, because I know I've talked to talked to a lot of missionaries, and I think a traditional way of looking at fundraising, I know people who visit a ton of different churches, and I've heard nightmare stories of missionaries. I, mean, I remember talking to a gal. She got brought into a back room, and they were examining her for tan lines to find out what kind of swimsuit she was wearing, and she had to fill out a survey of What does she wear to bed at night? And it was these intimate, invasive questions that didn't really have anything to do with missions. And then they were, you know, just this whole church was maybe giving them, you know, 20 bucks a month. And it was very uncomfortable and very awkward. And we had had a really good conversation with a couple who was going through that and brought up kind of what you said. What if, instead of looking for people who just have you go through this uncomfortable process to give you 20 bucks a month who aren't really thinking about you. And it's more transactional. If you looked for people who believed in you, who wanted to be on your team, who you had actual relationship with. And I know that that's been so impacting for us. We have actual relationships with the people that are on our team and we do not think of them as this, a term that I've heard before is giving units. I mean, how impersonal is that giving units? Wow. Instead of giving units or or even, you know, fundraising or supporters yeah. looking at it as people who are on your team, who are your friends, who love you, who will pray for you, it makes all the difference in the world. So this is so important what you're saying yeah. today. Yeah.
1: All the difference in the world. Uh there's been times uh that ministry was so hard and such a tough season and just everywhere I turned, I I was just getting beat up. And I would turn to my partners and it was conversation with them and encouragement from them that kept me mm. going. There, there's there been two or three seasons like that in 16 years. Had it not been for the conversational, relational affirmation and support of my friends, I may not have stayed in ministry. Wow. Um, and you don't get that with fundraising. And so don't. I think that's something that I, I didn't really set out to do that. It just kind of naturally came through the model. But that's something that I, I think sets my training apart from some others is is I care deeply about how we walk together as we advance the kingdom. Uh, I say it this way sometimes. I want to raise money in a way that makes Jesus smile.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: I, I, I want a fragrance to ascend. Paul talked about it and Philippians chapter four, which is a beautiful picture of, of his relationship with a, with a partnership team. He says that you've given, and I have everything I need because of the gift you sent. And he says, it is a fragrant aroma unto the Lord. And so I want that. And if, if, if people are being treated like ATM machines, you're not going to have, that's going to have an aroma, but that's not fragrant. And no. so I, I care about that, and I pursue that. Uh, that that requires me to be much more one on one and personable in the approach. I don't do mass communications. I don't do social media. I I sit down, I have coffee, and I look people in the eye, and and I talk to them about their life and God and what's on their heart, and I share what's on mine, and invite them to be a part of it. And so I I, I much rather prefer. Uh, Biblical partnership over raising money. It's fun. It is exciting. I totally get that. And I know most everybody listening uh, right now would not use the word excited. (laughs) But once once you get the mind shift and your heart gets set free and you walk in the truth of biblical partnership, it has life and power on it that's imparted to your heart. And there yes. becomes this, uh, this thing alive on the inside of you that is contagious, it's fun, it's empowering, it's clean, it's holy. There's no embarrassment, there's no shame. And once, once you've experienced it, you, you really don't want to do ministry any other way.
0: You are absolutely right, and I remember again from having felt those embarrassment feelings. I mean, my entire life until probably halfway through, would we been doing missions? So maybe I don't know, seven or eight years ago, I remember for me when it switched. I remember mm-hmm. the feeling of embarrassment and awkwardness, and I remember when I finally had watched my husband enough, and and talked to him about it. I'm like, well, how are you not nervous about this? How are you not excited? Or how are you excited and not feeling embarrassed? Mm-hmm. And when I finally got it, it made all the difference in the world. And I don't yeah. feel that anymore. And I never right. would have thought that was possible. So for all the missionaries who are listening today who think that it is not possible, and I am an introvert. I, mm-hmm. I'm an introvert. It's it's not mm-hmm. something that comes naturally at all, but it is something that can be developed and it starts with the inside. So yeah. Rob, there is so much more I want to ask you, so much mm-hmm. more that we're going to have to do a part two, because okay. I think that I want to dig into more even how do people make that switch into partnership communication? I mean, you brought that up, Mm -hmm. especially our younger generation. Well, younger and older, I think each one has different communication challenges. So Mm -hmm. how do you develop that relationship? Vision casting. Okay, so much more. So for everybody who's listening, we are doing a part two because I know you still have questions. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, make sure to pick up a copy of Rob's book, The Fully Funded Missionary, and check out his online training at thefullyfundedmissionary.com. We're going to be posting all the resources on this. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to hit subscribe, leave us a review, share this with someone you know who needs to hear it, and send questions to care at modernday.org. Tune in for part two because it's coming up soon. We will see you soon.
1: Since 2008, Modern Day Missions has been providing financial, administrative, and marketing services to Christian missionaries around the globe. We're currently partnered with more than 750 missionaries in 75 different nations. If you or someone you know are looking for a nonprofit covering to fulfill your mission's vision, Modern Day could be the answer you're looking for. Find out more at modernday.org.